Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, a.k.a. the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, May 25th, 2021. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. On this podcast, we talk about news, politics, and religious nonsense, and give our opinions from a secular point of view. Uh, if you want to join in on the conversation, you can sign up on our Patreon page and chat with us directly as we record on Discord, Tuesday nights right around 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, if you can't do that, you can still post to our Facebook page or tweet to us at Profane Arg. Uh, this week, however, we're going to be doing something a little different. Um, we were asked a while back about our, our personal history, our religious history specifically. And, uh, I do have some news things to pad if we go through this quickly, but, uh, uh, we'll do that afterwards. So what I did is we had, we got a few questions and I basically added a bunch of questions based on questions that atheists get asked the most. <laughs> So, I don't know what order, like, I didn't really plan how we're going to do this, right? But, um, well, you, I, I don't know. You pick a person to go first, I guess, when you ask the question. Are you going to be answering them yourself? Oh, I, I suppose I should. Jesus, right, way to take over the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, question number one, and I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this. Why don't we start with you, Jared? Oh, why me? Okay. Because you spoke up earlier. <laughs> okay, what's the question? All right, so the question is, how did you become an atheist? I became an adult. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did, you, did you ever have a belief in, I mean, a, uh, you know, greater a, power? As a kid, only because I was told so. Like, you know, like, oh, okay, yeah, there's a God and everything like that, I guess. I didn't really have a religious upbringing, so there was nothing pounded in my head. Other than, you know, I mean, most of what I learned, I learned from the George Burns' Oh God movies. So as a follow-up to that, I mean, kind of a continuation, when did you realize that the term atheist applied to you? I'd probably say I was aware of that when I was like 15 or 16. I, I bounced around telling people I was agnostic because sure. I absolutely wasn't. Because that's when I started questioning things. I was like, but a lot of this doesn't make sense, you know? And I would be like, well, I'm agnostic. I'm agnostic. And then I'd say around 18, I'm like, I'm a fucking atheist. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. So, yeah, right about the time you became an adult. Yeah. All right. So, Ian? Um, I was also not raised with any religious upbringings. My parents were both products of Catholic school, and they both had a really negative experience. So they decided that they would not influence us, you know, in that way until we were critical thinkers and could decide on our own. So, you know, whether it was to not... Didn't, there was nothing hammered home, but they had no issues with my friends dragging me along to any sort of religious activities. And, uh, you know, I, I was also okay with that. I was like, listen, I just want to hang out with people. I don't, I don't care what you guys are doing. Like there was, uh, in, even in high school, there was like this after school, like fellowship program that a lot, if not all of my friends attended. So I always attended and I was like, this is a religious thing. I mean, I know it's held at a church, but. All right, whatever. So you, know, you guys feed me and hang out with me, whatever. I was kind right. of in the same boat. Like I, uh, being raised by a single parent, got shuttled off to uh, like babysitters' houses, mm -hmm. and they were all religious. And I always wound up in church on Sundays, <laughs> and be having ADD, could not pay attention to what the fuck was going on. So I was in a lot of churches and and dealt with a lot of shit like that, but it, none of it ever had an impact on me. 
Right. So, Ian, at what point did you uh, d- decide that the term atheist applied? Uh, much, much later. Again, because it was very similar. I, I probably didn't realize the term atheist applied to me until my late 30s, 38, 39. Holy somewhere shit! Around- Are you serious? <laughs> oh, yeah. When I started doing this show with Ray... And he was able to explain to me how the burden of proof works and that the term agnostic was actually just bullshit. And I was like, oh, that made sense. <laughs> and that, that's when I realized it applied to me. Because until then, I just assumed I was agnostic because I would never be able to disprove the existence of God. Mm. So I thought, well, anything's technically possible. I guess that technically makes me agnostic. And I just rode with that. Right. Sure. Wait a minute. All right. How long have we been doing this show? <laughs> I don't know, about five years. That's why I put it around 38. So up until that point, you were saying agnostic? Yeah. Wow. We didn't have a lot of personal conversations then, because I just assumed <laughs> you were like an atheist since the day I met you. He was. He just didn't or, know the okay. term. <laughs> yeah, I mean, self I mean, you know, Ian's <laughs> just so straightforward. There was no wishy-washiness on <laughs> ever with this man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Karen? I, How I, did you become an atheist? I didn't really become an atheist. I was always an atheist. I wasn't raised with religion. My parents were scientific types. And my father was actually raised um, Anglican and hated it. So as soon as he got out of the house, dropped religion like a hot potato. So when my parents got married, they decided that they would not raise us with the religion, which it was strangely easier in, in England, I think. Um, not not so judgy. I don't, I think I called, but I had friends that were churchgoers. So I went to, oh, the Southern Baptist Church was my favorite. That was a lot, that was entertaining. They had a big, you know, thing of water up on the stage when they did baptisms. They asked me if I wanted to be baptized and my parents were, no, no, uh <laughs> we're not going to participate in that. So I called myself agnostic probably until I got to probably like junior, senior year, high school. When I went full atheist, I'm like, I stopped. We used to do the Pledge of Allegiance, but I stopped saying the, you know, God part of it somewhere in there. So I think I probably became you know, self-described atheist somewhere 17, 18 years old, something like that. Okay. So right, for the, uh, me, yes. Oh, sorry to interrupt. It was just because Karen mentioned the baptism thing. Mm. I, I didn't realize that how <laughs> how common that was. My parents in their younger years, you know, left me with my dad's mom a couple weekends a month. So that they could go out and party with their friends, mm-hmm. which I don't think is horribly uncommon. And she hated that we were not raised religiously. And she would always threaten my dad <laughs> and say, one time, one night when you guys are out partying and you leave them with me, I'm going to take your kids and I'm going to get them baptized. And he was like nope. furious about it and like uh, furiously against it. Only now in my adulthood uh, do I look back and think, Okay. Yeah. Why? Did, yeah. Why did he care? Go, baptize <laughs> right. go ahead and baptize just make, him fifteen just, yeah, times. Just make your poor dying old mom happy. Like, what effect will that have on me? Not, not a, not a skosh. Yeah. I'll be yeah, it's the same as getting you know blasted with a squirt gun. <laughs> like all it'll do is let your mom die happy. Like it is it is a meaningless gesture as far as I'm concerned, as far as you're concerned. But it, you know, it was all about you know it had nothing to do with religion at that point. That was just him saying you don't decide. Mm things for my kids these are my right. kids so I, I get it but i mean in retrospect i was like yeah go nuts <laughs> i guess it's worth noting for for new listeners too that much like ian i was raised or i would not raised, but i was born into a jewish family and i never had a bar mitzvah <gasps> and although my grandparents did not threaten to take me away in the middle of the night and give me a bar mitzvah <laughs> <laughs> but i was definitely try. i was l- lured into it 
a lot by my grandparents because and the, and of course in the most Jewy way they would just be like they wouldn't say anything about the religion or being a man they'll just be like if you do it you'll probably get a lot of money and I was like <laughs> and I would sit there and I remember seeing a friend who was Jewish practicing her Hebrew for her bat mitzvah and I was like Ugh, I don't want to say that gobbledygook in front of people <laughs> eh, the money's not worth it <laughs> that's how I What's- came up with it's funny that the, the Baptists also tried to bribe me. They tried to bribe me with uh, stuffed animals. So for a while, I went to a uh, Bible study with my best friend, Pam, who is a Southern Baptist. And <laughs> and th- they had a contest. If you would learn um, Bible verses, you'd get, a, you'd get a stuffed animal. I'm like, I can learn Bible verses. Get me a stuffed animal. That was pretty cool. So I learned Bible verses and got my stuffed animal. And then they told me I had to give them back. Because I wasn't a member of the church and I wasn't baptized, so I couldn't keep them. But I could just I could hold it for a week, and I was like, "You people suck!" What? And I never went back. <laughs> That's very similar. Remember, I told you guys a story when I won the door prize at the priest's right. Christmas party. Yeah, yeah. And he made me fucking give it back, but he found that I was Jewish. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> You're not one of us. Oh. The look on that fucker's eyes when I just gleefully smiled. I'm Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> So mine is a long story, so I'm going to try and sum it up real quick. Yeah, right, quick. you're the only um, one with any real religious background, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But the second question will give that away. So <laughs> I grew up going to church every week. Um, when I first started, I mean, as a baby, like I was taken every week. Friends, evangelical church, and it, I was fine with it. Like, this was just what people did. This was like, I didn't ever like going to church. I hated getting dressed up, even the modicum of dressed up that we had to do. But it was early on, like six or seven years old, the first time I, I uh, participated in communion. In the Friends Church, communion isn't a like regular type of thing. It's like a once, twice, three times a year kind of thing. And my first time doing communion, it was a big deal. Like the the pastor came and talked to us, the kids who were going to take communion for the first time, like it was this b- big deal. And then I had communion and I didn't feel different in any way. Hmm. And at that point, I'm like, were well, you expect- something's wrong. Were you wrong. expecting to feel different? Yeah, th- because it was like, this will get you closer to God. This will get you, you know, all these different uh, people telling me that this was the best thing to do and it was so good and Nothing happened. Kids went back to playing, and I'm like, I don't feel any different whatsoever. So, you know, is there something wrong with me? Mm. Is there Uh a reason? And this continued throughout, like, my adolescent years and my teenage years. Every time I got communion, I got baptized, different things. Nothing. Wait, wait. Can you explain to me? Normally, communion is a one-time thing? Depends on the church. Yeah, oh. it depends on the church. I like the Catholic Church does communion regularly. I don't know how often, but almost every week. It yeah, it it's if not every week, it's nearly yeah. every week. As long as there's a priest and not a layperson doing the doing it, there's there's communion. Wait, is communion right. where you get the wafer and the wine? Yes. Yes. Right. Oh, in, okay. In, I'm thinking of uh, something else. What's a confirmation? Is that a thing? Confirmation. That's a one. Oh, a confirmation thing. is a yeah. Uh, okay, that's what that's what yeah. I'm thinking of. Okay. Wow. So you were thinking every time that you were supposed to eat this wafer and drink the wine that you were supposed to somehow. Well, again, this wasn't a weekly thing for us. This right. was like this was a big deal. Like we only did it every now and then, and this was my first year ever doing it. And yeah, it was a big deal. But it turns out it wasn't. And then. Uh, actually, we had un- we didn't have wafers. We had unleavened bread and grape juice because friends aren't allowed to drink. Mm. 
So it was, and the unleavened bread was, is just disgusting. Like, I don't know how anybody can palate this stuff. (laughs) So it was just a bad experience. And I'm like, well, obviously that's something wrong with me. Right. Mm -hmm. So then later in life, I left, I left home and joined the military. And at that point I'm like, well, I'm going to do, I'm going to spend my time like my Sundays. I'm not going to the church. I'm going to spend my time like researching finding out more about religion. And the more I did that, the more I realized there are problems, right? In in the Bible, in all all the religious teachings, they don't cover certain things and and there were problems. And so it was probably sometime during my first year in the military that I'm just like, yeah, I'm not I can't call myself a Christian anymore. Like it's just it doesn't fit me, it doesn't work. It wasn't until like 15 years later that I had fully decided that I was an atheist. So I was like mid thirties, early mid thirties before I had like, it took 15 years for me to extricate myself from thinking that I was a Christian. Well, it took 15 years to, or 18 years to put you into that mode. So it takes time it, to unwind that amount of abuse. And then at that point I started listening to Hitchens online and then, you know, then it was <laughs> all, all over. <laughs> Do you have any siblings? Oh yeah. Are they still, are they still, is he still part of the religion? That's a good question. We never talk about it. You and your brother don't talk about it? Correct. That is a solid approach. I fully support you. But so, <laughs> so you have so you have no idea whether he still follows or not? Um, I don't believe he goes to church, but other than that I really have no idea. I, I'm only asking because uh, I, I also don't know. He religiously listens to our other podcast, and I have no idea whether or not he listens to this podcast. Do you guys pimp this podcast on that podcast? <laughs> we do. Good. Um <laughs> I only ask because um, you know how I love to watch those Robertsons, and um, all those, all his, all his children are hardcore into the religion, and I'm always like, oh my god, you're only into it because he is, you know, like because you were raised. They, I mean, because they talk about it like it's a matter of fact. It's not mm. a choice. It's just whatever they're saying is the absolute truth. Right. And, and I'm like, you, I'm like, if you weren't bored to him, or if he never, you know, he he was. Uh, like I guess he dipped on them for a while and then came back a changed man because of religion. Mm. You know, I was like, if he didn't change like that, you'd all be, I guess, heathens in your mind. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm just so I'm curious how you managed to pull out of that with constant. Like when you say you went, to, was your, I mean, was it was it encompassing everything in your life? Oh yeah, as pretty a kid. Much. How mm-hmm. did you pull yourself out of that? The military. Well, again, it was it was me questioning, like. I felt like there was something wrong with me because I didn't feel any different when we did these really holy events. But at that point, you were definitely a believer. Yeah. Oh, see, that was never a question. That's crazy to me. That, like, I mean, not to say that you know there's plenty, but like to be wholeheartedly believe something like that as absolute truth, and then just slowly climb your way out of it while living with people who are into it. Mm. That's the amazing thing to me. Well, it wasn't until I moved out and actually had other experiences in the military that right. I really started, like, really pulling out, so. I mean, I mean, I guess everybody's different, but I'm just shocked at, like, with the with the, with the the Duck Dynasty people that, you know, all his kids and all their kids and all the grand, I mean, they're all into it. Right. Or is it part of the shtick? No, they have a podcast. They really believe this shit. Hmm. All right. I mean, there's the shtick part of it, to you know, but then, like... You listen to them talking this podcast, and they're like, "I don't understand why people even want healthcare. Jesus will take care of you." Like they're fucking legit. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
So Joshua asked, how does a pacifist join the military? And it's true, the Friends Church really does not like the whole idea of being in the military. I, however, by that point had, I mean, by the time I was 16, 17, had realized that this, the church was not clicking for me. Like there was, like I had friends and like I liked everybody there, but other than that, there was like the sermons did nothing for me. And I really got uh, involved in like looking up military history. My dad was a Marine and that really kind of appealed to me. Also, I knew I had a really shitty study habits <laughs> and like I could have easily got straight A's and I pretty much was a B minus student because I just didn't do any of the work. And I knew that I didn't want to invest so much money into college and then fail out, which I figured I was would exactly do. So the military forces you to, uh, you know, actually do things and and provides education. So I, I decided to go that way because instead of accruing thousands of dollars of debt and then failing out. So that's mm -hmm. how I got there. And you and you yeah, also wanted yeah, to leave the middle of Ohio. <laughs> Well, I did want to get out of Ohio. Yeah, cry me a river, mister. I didn't apply myself, so I got bees. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I was like, you were an awful student because you were a B-minus student? Dude, the minute I discovered weed, I took a real sharp dive. Yeah. <laughs> but I do like that you, you know, recognized that and, you know, tried to build in some fail-safes. I feel like for you, it was like a double fail-safe situation because you had gone into the military to learn more about computers and knew that if, you know, you slacked or fucked up even once, then there was going to be an M16 in your hand and you were going to be on the front line. So straight A's. Or, or at least, you know, bus driver or, you right. know. Well, yeah. He, he was Air Force, so the chances of front line were pretty slim, but. Right, right, right. Or much less. <laughs> yes. Right. You were in the Air but, Force? Uh, yeah. But menial labor, like, is, I mean, it's not as rough as the Marines, right? Like, they, you have to be physically fit in the Marines. There's not an option. In the Air Force, you can, you know, they, they make you drive a bus and you can, you can, anybody can do that, right? So mm -hmm. that was always the, like, the, the, the thing that they scared you with was if you fail out, you know, you fail twice, two courses in your uh, tech school, you're going to be a bus driver because that's what happens. Mm -hmm. So did you have a eureka moment? Or was this like a slow process? No, very gradual. So you so just, but there had to have been a day where you made this decision. Did you immediately? Yeah, I think so. Did, did you immediately it, jerk off like right after that? <laughs> with no fear, <laughs> no looking, no looking over your shoulder or up at the ceiling. <laughs> I think I was over that before I got to the whole confirmed atheist bit. But hey, I'm, I'm going to move on to these other questions because otherwise we're never in through there. So I'm going to combine the next two. How many times have you attended church and what religions have you experienced? Oh. So how many times have I attended church? I did some real quick math. Easily over 1,200 times. Oh, wow. Man. Um, how, how many religions have I experienced? I have gone to... I went to a mosque once. I went to a Baptist church twice, a Catholic mass once, a whole bunch of Lutheran, probably a few dozen times in Lutheran church, um, and then the rest was all friends. So, there you go. When you say friends, you mean Quakers. Yeah. Yeah, you should probably let people know that, because I don't know what friends means. Yeah, the Friends Church is, uh, well, was at one point the Quakers. They, they renamed themselves to the Friends Church. So, Jared, what? I'm just picturing a big picture of Ross and Rachel on your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, Jared, how many times have you attended church? What religions? Um, I think I can count on my hand how many times I've been in a uh, a temple, or as some other people call it a what do you what's the other word for a Jewish thing? Synagogue. Synagogue. Synagogue yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe five times at best. Hmm. I've put on a yarmulke, probably half that. <laughs> uh, I've definitely been to more of your traditional Catholic Christian churches. I don't know, probably 20, 30 times when I was a kid. Mostly um, weddings and funerals? No, mostly me being forced to be there ah. as like attending a session. Oh, I mean, if you're counting weddings too, yeah, there's a few of those. But other than that, I've had no other experience other than the uh, Lord of Rod and Iron stalking me at the at the poles <laughs> around here. Oh, <laughs> right. Moonies? <laughs> Ex-Moonies. Yes. <laughs> Oh, wait, I got a bunch of Wicca stories. <laughs> Does oh, that yeah. count? <laughs> I lost a whole girlfriend to that religion. <laughs> I don't know. Does that does that really count as a church? I don't know. I just honestly don't know. Ian, how many times have you attended church? Oh, boy. I, I'm going to assume it's similar because of a quick count. I had, you know, a handful of first communions to attend as a child with a variety of friends. Karen mentioned weddings and funerals are in there. Uh... Had a couple uh, exes that would drag me there on, uh, you know, for Christmas. And they would parade Santa up and down the aisles and then make him kneel at the altar in front of Jesus. And I was like, this is weird. Don't bring me next year. What? I've never heard of that. They made Santa kneel to Jesus? Oh, yeah. They wanted to let they wanted to let us know what the pecking order was. Well, I, I mean, I know they fucking hate Santa. But damn, right. to, make they- it, to make him drop in fealty. To bend the knee? Yeah, like John yeah, Snow. Yeah, it was it was it was a weird situation. Did they get Easter Bunny do it on Easter? I don't know. <laughs> That's a good. I, I would never have to go on Easter. I just had to go for a couple Christmases on in the early years of our dating. Uh, you know, once once we were into multiple. You know, once we made it past year two, I was like, no dice. But yeah, it was just weird because and again, they were they were something really like bland and middle of the road like united methodists or something like that and i was like why would you subjugate santa like that <laughs> <laughs> never heard about santa in a church before we'd never had santa in the church so yeah let's say minimum dozen times maximum two dozen times somewhere oh. in that uh and it's only you know again with with any sort of services i i i don't have a real strong ability to differentiate flavors of christianity and i don't know that i have been in I've been in to see them. Like I've been in a mosque. I have been in a synagogue. I have been in an LDS church just to, you know, tour the church and see what's inside, but I've never participated in any of their religious mm. practices. Mm. I've never been in a Latter-day Saints church. Pretty average. <laughs> you have I also I have yeah. never I have also never been in Jehovah's Witness Church, but that is because my my some of my family were Jehovah's Witnesses and the other part that wasn't were diametrically opposed to everything Jehovah's <laughs> Witness. So Well, the Jehovah's Witness kinda isolate their participants, so yeah. yeah. It's oh part my of the God. Culty, oh. cultiness of it. As a kid, I used to feel so bad for the Jehovah Witnesses in my class. <laughs> like when we would bring in like cupcakes for birthdays and shit like that, yeah. and then they would be like, "No, I cannot. My God will not." I'm like, "Your God doesn't want you to have a fucking cupcake? Yep. <laughs> like, it's just horrible. Who would want to be part of that?" Yeah. Every time we had something like that, my teachers would stretch to include Hunter and be like, "Listen, what if I call it a springtime cupcake? Can you eat it then?" <laughs> 
And he'd be like, I just want a cupcake. Yeah, Yeah, I remember it'd be like, oh, we can't celebrate uh, so-and-so's birthday. I'd be like, why not? They're like, Jehovah's Witness. I'm like, what is up with this fucking thing? (laughs) And Halloween is right out. (laughs) So, Karen? Wait, before we move on to Karen, I have a few few (laughs) questions for Ian. You dated girls that dragged your ass to fucking church on Christmas (laughs) for midnight mass? Uh, I don't know if it was midnight, but it was late in the evening, yes. Oh, man. Like, well, I guess if you didn't realize, because I used to put that shit right out on Front Street before we even got down to the to anything. I'd be like, I'm a fucking atheist. <laughs> so I managed to worm my way out of any church-related activity because they think oh. it's going to offend me if I go. And I'm like, oh, great. Yeah, yeah. It will <laughs> offend me. I won't go. <laughs> well, I uh, again, I didn't, I didn't advertise it that way because, you know. I hadn't been firmly committed to that till about like right. 38, yeah. 39. Wow. So I was just like, hey, you know, if this if this what is this is what it's gonna take to get laid, bring me on. That's fine. Well, yeah, having said that, I mean if one of my girls is like, well, we'll do a threesome after midnight mass, I'd be like, Oh, that was no like, bonus. <laughs> sign me up. I'll fucking I'll put fucking Santa in chains if you want. <laughs> I'll whip that motherfucker. <laughs> Poor Santa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, yeah, Karen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How All many right. times? What what religions? All right, so Southern actually attending a church service is probably Southern Baptist and Catholic. A few Catholic ceremonies. I mean, uh, it, lots of churches, uh, lots of uh, weddings and funerals and um, Holy Communion, communion stuff like that, christenings. I attended a bar mitzvah, so I was in a temple. I've never been in a mosque. And I've been lots of my mother um, likes. Uh, to, she used to draw churches, so I've been dragged to half of the churches in England, and you know, sat around while my mother sketched them. So all the Anglican and all the English churches, but not but for, not for a service. Not for right. uh, sometimes there were services going on, <laughs> but actually sitting down and listening to what's being said is Baptist and Catholic, and it's a bunch of hooey. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next question. I don't know who to pick for this. And, and it's kind of like a two-parter, but I'll just start with the first one. What happens when you die? Jeez, Aaron. My, my favorite most recent answer. Sorry, Jared. Go ahead. No, I just said we went from super fun to super deep. <laughs> <laughs> well, my favorite recent recent answer that I've heard is that the same thing that uh, – so what did you experience before you were born? It's the same. The same thing you experienced before you were born is what you will experience after you're dead. And that's just nothing. And it doesn't – impact you at all so just enjoy the life that you had and have fuck that shit (laughs) (laughs) i was just gonna say anybody have anything different than that yeah i wasn't alive before i was born now i got a taste of it (laughs) i've said this before i don't want to hang on to it yeah hang on to it live it to its fullest yeah uh yeah i really don't have anything more than that except for um hitchens what hitchens said that uh he you know life is like it life and dying it's like being at a really big party where everyone you know is there and everybody's having fun and it's not that the party ends Mm. but it's that somebody comes in and says you can't be here you have to leave he's like that's that's the the depressing part of death but other than that it's it's a non-starter because yeah you're just your chemical and electric actions in your brain just stop and you cease to exist so i mean i'm obviously when you think about it more it's obvious that nothing happens yeah and that's fine i just hope that that's not what it is um because you start to think about your life and i guess this is how people get into religion where you start going just everything i did didn't matter why even do anything oh but it it doesn't matter matter 
it, it does matter to the people and the and the the impact that you make on others. And they'll be dead one day soon too. Then one it day just, the sun's right. just going to swallow the whole fucking planet, and the whole thing was meaningless. <laughs> That's why you I don't enjoy think it while you're doing it. Meaningless because they're not eternal, right? That's crazy. No, no, no. But I'm saying like you're it just you. It, there's no meaning to it at all. I mean, I, I, I understand what you guys are saying, but I'm just saying when you start thinking about. You know, because I'm unique and I'm, you know, and I'm me. And I oh spe- no, yeah, no, that's that's. I'm with you now. There's no, <laughs> you're not special. You're not unique, but you're certainly not meaningless. That's crazy. I don't. I'm just saying. Like, I would hope that there was something else. I just know that there's not. I want there to be. I want there to be, but there's not. So the <laughs> next. The, the follow-up question was, if there is no God, how does your life have any meaning? So we're really kind of hitting on that anyway. Yeah. It, right. It doesn't. I was going to say, being alive is the meaning. Yeah. Like, everything that you get to, you know, experience and indulge in and, you know, influence towards the future is is what the meaning of life is. There, there doesn't – just because it has a finality doesn't mean it was – it was pointless. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, I'm actually going to die. Nothing's going to happen. I'm going to be recycled appropriately by the universe, and things will keep on living. They might not be, you know, people at a certain point, but I mean, everybody thing I got to do, everybody I got to know, everybody who's shared their life experience with me, uh, is more than enough meaning. Like that's 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 a lot. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm I'm in the book. And again, this is only rare type because, like, once I came to that conclusion, I'm just like, well, I'm just going to try to have as much fun as possible because what does it matter? It's any any impact I have is not going to matter in the long run. It'll impact for people who are alive after I'm here, but they'll be dead eventually, too, which I said. Sure. So I was like, why don't I just have as much fun? And then I got going, why do I even do that? It's not like I'm going to hold on to these fucking memories. I'm not going to be able to th- think, think back to my life and go, oh, yeah, I had so much fun because I'll be nothing. <laughs> So what but is it, the fucking point? What about the joy of doing it while you're doing it? That's fine. But then I'm just like, well, you know, these you people who are like, you I know, but two- I'm, just ta- I'm, just, I'm just talking about people who like, I, like, I have fun at a, at my pace, hmm. right? Even though I know my life is finite here. There are people who run around the world and visit all these things and climb mountains. And I'm like, you dumb fuck. You're not going to remember any of this shit. <laughs> you're you're going to be dead. <laughs> Well, people do. People find joy in doing different things. You find I'm, your I, own. Listen, don't be influenced by what other people do. I'm just saying. I'm getting into weird total recall territory. What's more important, <laughs> the experience or the memory? <laughs> so, a couple things from uh, Discord, Jeff. I love this point. Chocolate cake is awesome, but at some point it runs out. That doesn't mean I didn't enjoy eating it. That yeah. is absolutely true. And I mean, you. I'm not denying. I'm not denying that he enjoyed eating it. I'm just saying he won't be able to recall eating it. <laughs> sure. Actually, right. that, Hence you, you are correct. The memories will fade with, with your, as your life begins to wane. But, I, you know, that's, I feel like that, that shouldn't stop you from wanting to experience anything you want to experience. It doesn't. I'm, I'm just saying, and when you're dead, you can't look back on your life. Correct. And go, oh, man, I'm really glad I ate all that chocolate cake. <laughs> no, you won't. You won't even be thinking that thought. <laughs> it's, it's like it never happened. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, I'm not saying he, Jeff didn't enjoy the chocolate cake. I, I'm sure he did. He's not. Th- yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's the impermanence the that's cake. bothering you. <laughs> yes. 
Well, hey. it's because we're our 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 brains are have not evolved to understand permanence or infinity. Like that is just not uh, it's not something we can really comprehend. That's why it's a lot easier to believe in a sky daddy. Mm. Uh, let me so, point this out. I don't think this way all the time because I would never do. I would just sit here and do nothing if that were the case. <laughs> right. If you were thinking this way twenty four seven, you'd probably just go kill yourself. Yeah. So I don't. I do normal things. I eat the chocolate cake. I go, you know, I do things. <laughs> All right, good. We'll, we'll worry less then. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about me. I'm fine. All right. So Joshua asked this, and uh, it's next on my list. What if you're wrong? What if there is a heaven? Are we going there? <laughs> I mean, I guess that's the bigger question. Right. I would need to... I can't believe... I don't know. Like, what are the chances that... All the religions are correct. Is that is that what I have to be be wary of? Um, I think we're assuming that the uh, Judeo Christian God is the right one in this, in this okay. case. Okay, so so along with us, all those other religions don't get to experience the afterlife, right? Seems well, like again, a capricious God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at what do okay? So our choices are this: either we get to go to the pearly gates, and then Saint Peter tells us, "Oh, you fucked up. You were wrong. Goodbye. You're going to hell." To rub it in our face, or we just wake up in hell and then go, Am I gonna lodge a complaint that God just wasn't on earth enough to make me believe? <laughs> like Or or, or do yeah, you wake I up can't. in Elysium and you have to fight endlessly? Like I yeah, this it's a whole Pandora's box of of mythos right. and what you you might think is is an afterlife, then it's all I mythos. Can't. It's all just right. Yeah, I can't comprehend what experiences the afterlife could possibly provide. So if I'm wrong, that's okay. I already had a really fulfilling run. Mm. I feel like to extend it for, I assume it's infinity. I don't think I want to exist for infinity. That sounds horrible. Has anybody here watched The Good Place? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, you watched it all the way to the end? You've seen yep. the end? Very much. I love the epilogue. Yes. <laughs> the The ending to that is ultimately what I would like it to, to be like, <laughs> if, if that's possible. I get to do anything I want for as long as I want, and when I've finally done everything and I'm ready to just pop off into nothingness. <laughs> to do that, I mean, that because, because the other version, which which they say is that, oh, you get to live in heaven forever, for eternity. It's like, what? Right. Do I still have the same mind that I have? Mm. Because if I do, I am going to eventually get bored. Sure. You know? And not like that, but if, if the Christian heaven is true, then you have to worship a deity, a deity who is responsible for leukemia in children and eye parasites and all the other bullshit. I'm not worshiping that fucker if mm. he did exist. So Yeah, did you listen to last week's show? Yeah. Black fungus sounds awful. Right. Oh yeah. Oof. Not to mention, yeah, all the all the Christians you would be stuck with. Ugh. Yeah. No insufferable. <laughs> Honestly, I think God would probably take us over the Christians because we didn't have oh. blind faith. We actually oh. thought for ourselves. And, and he's like, why would you just believe anything any fucker said to you? Most well, of these people diddle kids. Yeah. You, can you imagine piece of shit. Can you imagine what he would think of the, the current evangelical Christians in this country? The ones that want to, you know, keep out the, the immigrants and fuck the poor and all the crappy things that um, the Republicans believe at the moment. He would abhor them. Maybe he. Maybe they're the ones that are right. It's not what the book maybe says. You know, <laughs> uh, the book says a lot of things. We, I feel like we've been through it, and that's really one of my biggest issues with, <laughs> uh, you know, Christianity. Is I don't understand the book that they follow. I don't understand how you prioritize which parts 
I don't understand why hating gays is the most important line <laughs> in the book and everything else is second or, you know, totally ignorable. I don't see anybody protesting uh, Red Lobsters on a Sunday. Yeah. Also, I feel like the punishments do not fit the crimes. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to spend an eternity in hell? Yeah. For something you All did here. poor non-virgin brides being stoned to death? Yeah, for something you did here for five minutes? Nah, that ain't Hell, right. it was my parents' fault that I wasn't brought up with religion. It wasn't even my fault. Also, if, it, if God loves us and it's that fucking important, why doesn't he show up and tell us? Yeah. What is the, what's the game he's playing where he's like, no, I'm going to have other people tell you and then provide zero proof. And if you don't buy it on that, bang, you're going to hell. <laughs> yeah, you failed at the faith test. Next thing you're going to tell me that dinosaurs are real because you saw fossils. I can't believe you <laughs> fell for that, you rube. <laughs> All right. So the next question with uh, and this is this is just so common without God. Where do you get your morality from? And I'm going to throw in with it. If there is no God, can we do what we want? Are we free to murder and rape while good deeds are unrewarded? Wait, uh, let's let's start with the first okay. one and then move. So, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, to break that all down, most of the answers to the to the second half of that are yes. In that God is not going to punish you. Yeah, there's you, – yes, you can do whatever you want. Yes, there is no – no uh, – Eternal damnation. <laughs> yep, there's no damnation or reward. Yeah, I, I feel like that that opportunity is open to everybody all the time. I think – Morality is a concept that is misconstrued because of religion. Right. Morality stems from empathy. Morality stems from community. Morality stems from family. I think if you have those things, then your morality, if that's what you want to call it, will develop in an appropriate way. All of those, I don't know, horrible things that people feel like they're getting cheated out of mm -hmm. because they have religion are not desirable things. So to say without God, I can't, you know, I could just murder and rape and steal as much as I want. Even with God, you can do that. Even with laws, you can do that. Those just aren't things you should want to do. Mm. If the only reason you're not murdering me is because you're scared of divine repercussions. You're a horrible person. Yeah. Right. Yep. And there's much more wrong with you than questions about why I don't have a religion. And I blame the religion for that lack of um, empathy as well, because it, religion does not teach you to have empathy. It teaches you that there's punishment if you're not good. It doesn't teach you the reasons why you should be good. It just gives you punishment for not being good. Also, they don't talk of like the Ten Commandments doesn't have "thou shall not rape other people" or "thou True. shall not have slaves." Right. Like shit like it's that. Covet thy neighbor, the but that's only because the the you know, the the neighbor's wife is his property. You're not supposed to cover yeah, her. Yeah, I mean, religion. I feel like religion was mainly invented to keep people in line, and then invented laws around that. And then someone was like, "Oh, Jesus, maybe we should not have mur murder be illegal too." Yeah. <laughs> you know, or whatever. I got my morality from Stan Lee. <laughs> there you go. But Ian's right, too. Like, the thought of, like, people who have said, like, the only thing stopping me from murdering my neighbor is is going to hell. They'd be like, really? Yeah. Like, that's your first... Like, and I can't... I, I don't think there was a point in my life before I was aware of laws 
you know, governing things that my first inclination was to hurt people. And then my parents had to tell me, don't do that. You'll go to jail. <laughs> I just don't do that. <laughs> like, because I wasn't taught that. <laughs> right. I mean, I think there are um, little social what is, um, psychopaths running around at a very young age. And if you don't. Oh, I don't doubt it. Yeah. Yes. I'm sure there are children who are like, I didn't want to walk the dog, so I beat it to death. Right. Well, that's, but I'm even talking about children who are more inclined to violence, probably are picking that up from their parents on most ca- occasions. Yeah, most yes. likely. You know, absolutely. Because oh, oh. I, ne- even, as a small kid left alone with other children, I never, you know, even as mad as I got at somebody, I never tried to hit them. No. You know? But, but there was the bully on the field, though. Those kids do exist. Right, but who knows what his story is and where sure. he got it from? And then you, you know, you got that opposite end where they're tying cats' t- tails together and lighting them on fire. That's you know. <laughs> yeah, and now we've got video games, so you know all bets are off. <laughs> yes, because we, as we all know, there was no violence before video games ever <laughs> right. came around. <laughs> exactly, Pong did it in for all of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think that was covered fairly well. Um, what about miracles? What about all the people who claim to have connections with Jesus and all of those who have seen saints or angels? So it's funny. I saw just recently. They're seeing uh, aliens. <laughs> there was, there's a graph of um, the prevalence of, what's the word you used? Sorry. Uh, miracles? Miracles. Thank what? you. Jesus. Blacked out. <laughs> there is, okay. uh, there's a graph of the incidence of miracles over time. I know how many were there. And then there's marks on the graph that show you where photography was invented. And there's a mark on the graph that shows you where um, uh, photo editing was invented. And it's it's funny how the graph changes. It goes to zero when photography is invented. And then it goes, starts going back up again after um, photo editing is invented. So that's it. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I would say that I absolutely can accept if you want to call them miracles, I'm comfortable with that. But I can 100% accept unexplained occurrences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they happen with a frequency, you know, even more than I would expect. To then take that occurrence and attribute it to your particular religion and ex- and explain it away because of that is where I am hesitant to accept what you're saying. So do miracles occur? Sure. No doubt. Under- I don't know everything. I wouldn't say anybody knows everything. Well, it I depends say a lot on your of people know a lot of things. It depends on but, your definition of miracle. Like you know, if I ducked at the right time and I was like, "Oh my god, it's a miracle that that tree branch missed me," <laughs> I'm talking about just lucky coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> you know? right. or, I mean, or even if it's something incredibly rare that, let's say, you know, let's say you are a practitioner of a particular faith and you have some sort of ailment chronic or otherwise and you go to you know a non-religious medical examiner and he says yes you absolutely have this and then uh you know for whatever reason you are cured and doctors and scientists investigate and they cannot find a scientific explanation for how you were cured i absolutely am certain that that happens yeah do i believe that happens because of your so-called god probably not Oh, yeah. There's I mean, no reason to equate the two. Right. I don't think anybody's like, denying that unexplained things don't happen. Right. 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 I, I, I just don't see dubbing them miracles and attributing them to God 
as the answer for an unexplained occurrence. This is straight out of Pulp Fiction, by the way. <laughs> when when all when the guy unloads the gun at them and Vince says, yeah, it was a freak occurrence, and Jules says, no, it was the hand of God. That's exactly the difference, is just the per- perception of the two people. But actually, if f- you think about that movie a little bit more, Jules is absolutely wrong. Because if the, why did God stop the bullets for John Travolta only to get shot later in the movie. <laughs> oh, because they were presented with an opportunity for redemption after witnessing a miracle, and oh. the one that chose to ignore it died, and the one that chose to accept it theoretically went on to live. Mm. <laughs> um, well, we don't know what but, we don't know happened to Jules after the movie. <laughs> right, right, absolutely. I think I think the real the real issue is again that. The, for oh my god, I had people- thought about the way God, that's a religious movie. <laughs> yeah, for people who spat in God's face. <laughs> yeah. And, and and yeah, absolutely. For people who practice religion, they need everything to be defined. Like they can't leave unknowns in the universe, and the easiest thing to do is attribute them to God, and I think that is where the confusion yeah. about miracles that, occurs. That leads me into the next question. Where did the universe come from? If there is no God, where did the universe come from? And to me, I'm just going to go and answer my opinion. We don't know. We yeah. may we never know. We have some theories, but yeah, we may never know. Yes. And no, that's, you're, okay. You're gonna, that's okay. You're going to break your brain on that one. <laughs> yeah, where'd the universe come from? I, I um, asked that um, very question on this fucking podcast at one time. I'm like, what is the point of reality? And the answer uh-huh. is, why does and there you, have and, to be a point? Why does... And I said there doesn't, but what is the point? <laughs> like, what? why not yeah. just have everything be nothing? And yeah. then you were like, you better you better stop thinking about that. Or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I liken it to, to um, you know, the miracles to UFOs. So right now we've got this spate of new UFOs that are showing up. People have no idea what they are. We're pretty sure they're not aliens, but we don't know what they are. We're just going to continue looking at it until we figure it out. We may never know, but we're going to keep looking and try to figure yeah, it out. I mean, and that's that's the more important thing is that the attributing it to something supernatural is very childlike thinking. It is. And it's it's childlike thinking in the sense that, like – well, I like when Ian used the example of miraculously uh, coming back from some terminal disease, and they don't know why, right? Well, the doctors can't figure it out, and doctors are doctors, and doctors know when things happen. No, doctors don't know. No, doctors sit around and shrug and look at you and have to run test after test to figure out what is wrong with you. They don't have a magical fucking scanner. That is true. Doctors are not magic. Doctors are you. Except they tried really hard for eight years. Yeah, yeah and it, it <laughs> like, is. They're not special magical people who know more than and, we and do. Not just eight, but hopefully every year since then. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying it's it's a process of elimination to to determine what you have. Now, sometimes it's very yes. easy, and sometimes it is not very easy. Right. Yeah. You know, and you could go through a bunch of, and sometimes they can miss it. You know, they're not. It's it's that three year old thinking of. Doctors heal people. Doctors know it. Doctor, I feel my arm hurts. What's wrong with me? I don't know. I gotta. I gotta look at your fucking arm. I, it could be anything. <laughs> I mean, and I. I might just have to come to a conclusion based on the fact that I've eliminated everything else because there are some right. things that are undiagnosable. But we just eliminate everything else and say, well, we're pretty sure it's this, and that's as good I as mean, it gets right now. Yeah, I mean, if you really want to know and you do come back from a terminal disease, let the doctor chart chop you up. Yeah. And, and investigate you. <laughs> Donate 
blood samples, hair samples, stool, dude, give them all. Give them everything. Right. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. As far as, you know, genuinely miraculous healing goes, if you can use your god to heal an amputee, you have won me over to your religion. Sure. Right? That's a, well, it's a big step in any case. I'll, yeah. I'll even settle for like a pinky toe. Anything. Yep. Yeah, speaking of that, I read that, is it true that children up to a certain age can regrow a toe or a finger back? What? Really? Oof. Man, I have not heard this claim. I've got to read it. I, got, I, I don't know where I read this. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> in Discord's like, what? <laughs> I swear I read something. It was probably like on a BuzzFeed fucking- Did you read a medical report from Dr. Connors? <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Oz. <laughs> um, I just got the Doc Connors joke now. Um, <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> but something about children up to four- uh, You know what? I'm going to- I'm Just erase everything I just said, because I, I probably- It was like BuzzFeed or- Chiropractor. Or something like that. <laughs> and that's not a, an exact place for good news. Yeah, yeah. sure, sure. All right. I think that is all of the questions worth, oh, uh, uh, worth answering. Hey, Look yes. what Jeff just posted. Kids can regrow fingertips back. Huh. Hey, see, he's there for you. <laughs> well, I don't know. That. That, that's a that's something we're just going to have to like research a little deeper. I think I don't. I've never heard of that. Yeah, I'm excited though. <laughs> Ian, go try it. I will know. It sounds horrible. <laughs> oh, and this is for science. <laughs> no, stop crying. <laughs> <laughs> Be like Abraham and Isaac. No, no dice. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's all the questions I got. So I'm going to wrap that up and hopefully I, I'll save that off so we can have this episode as a reference for people if they have questions about us. I do have a few things that I wanted to hit uh, just to kind of wrap up the evening. First, the Center for Inquiry is doing their full of bull nominations and voting so you can go to this website i'm going to put a link in discord and i'll have it on the website it's uh center for inquiry full of bull there are six people and you get to vote on the one that is most full of bull hmm. uh, we've got robert f kennedy jr anti-vaxxer in chief uh, alex jones human false flag <laughs> uh rudy giuliani mayor of crazy town Gwyneth Paltrow, Snake Oil Profiteer. No! Jerry Hallwell Jr., Holy Hypocrite. And Thomas James, Mandacious Medium. Thomas James is the only one that I had never heard of before. Apparently he does, uh, he claims to have superpowers, communicates with the dead, etc. All for profit. Medium. Thomas John. Thomas John, yes. Tucker Carlson did not make their list. Hmm. To me, I would... Clearly throw off Gwyneth and put on Tucker, but, you know. Or my pillow guy, yeah. Speaking of Jerry Falwell, I just found out one of the people I work with sent their kids to Liberty University. (sighs) I think poorly of people that went to Liberty. Well, most most people do. Because she's leaving the office and she's moving. uh, Where's Liberty? Maryland? Uh, I thought it was Virginia. Maybe Virginia, something like that. And I'm like, oh, why are you going there? She's like, well, my daughter's going to Liberty. So I'm like, what? (laughs) Really? Yeah, I would not want to to do that. Don't date a black guy while you're there. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that against the rules there? I don't don't know that, but it wouldn't surprise me. Just just for reference, though, again, to swing back to the Robinsons, because I always have to bring them up on the podcast. (laughs) All their their children go to Liberty, by the way. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I want to hit this uh, really quick because it's really been bugging me. Uh, the, the whole shortage of labor 
Um, this has been just, just constantly, I, I've, every day I see a headline about labor shortages and the fact that minimum wage jobs, they can't find people to, to take them. And I, it's, it's really a myth that there is a labor shortage. We don't live in a communist society. We live in a capitalist society. And in capitalism, there is a solution for labor shortage. Just, and I, I read this as an example and I thought it was, was great. Baguettes. If there's not enough baguettes to go around, then the price of baguettes goes up because they're so in demand and there are so few of them that their price goes up. That, that is what happens in capitalism. So the fact that you can't employ somebody at the wage you want, capitalism has a recovery plan for that. <laughs> you raise your wage and people will appear and do the job that you need them to do. That is capitalism. If you expect to pay somebody a minimum wage and nobody's taking the position, then you're not being a capitalist. No, the solution is to starve them out so they have to go work for the minimum wage. Yeah. Duh, stupid. Yeah, turns out that is not capitalism. <laughs> it is what they're doing in Texas, though. They're um, cutting off the extra unemployment so and not providing things like health care. Oh, yeah, and Florida and other southern states doing it in multiple states. Well, wait. So is it true that people are – because every time I hear this, I'm like, really? Because I don't know anybody who's staying on unemployment and not going to work. Yeah. It's so pre- is so let's start from there. Is that true? Are people not going back to McDonald's because they're taking they're getting unemployment right now? I'm sure there are cases where that is the case. Is there mass? Is it is it massive across the board? Is what I'm thinking. It's not. It's certainly not even the majority. No, because okay, every McDonald's I've seen is still open. Right. Okay. So then I don't even need to ask the rest of the questions. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, I bigger- feel like this is just a just a ploy to fuck over. Uh, <laughs> Unemployment yeah. benefits. To screw poor people? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And one of the biggest problems is um, child care. I mean, there are a lot of the places uh, for child care are not open currently. So you can't work if your children are too young. What are you supposed to do? Take them to work with you? And another another piece of the, the economy is that one the one surefire way to know that there isn't a labor shortage is because take a look at the stock market. Take a look at uh, mm. the the – the people who – the CEOs, people who own businesses, they're doing better than they ever have. So the idea that those people are doing better than they ever have but are still unwilling to pay somebody a, a living wage in order to do a physical labor job or any any job that they need, that is just a clear sign that capitalism is is has the solution. Yeah. And yeah, it's just Jeff unwilling Bezos to use it. His, doubled his net worth this year. Yeah. yeah. During a pandemic. Motherfucker, pay your employees. Stop breaking unions, you fucking prick. Yep. I mean, he's all proud that he pays um, his staff uh, $15 an hour when really, I mean, not all of them even, the, based on inflation, it should be something like 24 And he would not be the the richest. Is he still the richest person? I don't know. Maybe it's he Elon Musk. Was, I don't he know, is, again, the richest person, yes. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, I read something yesterday that said he was recently passed by- uh, Musk. No, no. He got passed. They both got passed by- the CEO of whatever company owns, like it's, it's company. They own like high end clothing. They own Dior hmm. and oh. Dolce and Gabbana and something else that people like to wear to make them feel fancy. And I was like, "What?" I know Musk passed him for like a week and a half, two weeks, something like that, and then Bezos yeah, retook then Musk it. Just kept on tweeting until cryptocurrency <laughs> bottomed out. Right, exactly. <laughs> now he's broke. 
I did not hear he got passed again. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cry me a river, McDonald's. Right. <laughs> so is this just some kind of Republican talking point? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Because I well, feel like it's I feel it like cropping up in regular news. Yeah, it, it's a it's a Republican talking point, and it's also a a capitalist talking point. But it's an end stage capitalist talking point because it, it's not an equitable society that capitalism is building. Without um, unions, the rich keep taking all the money, and it's not sustainable. Keep squeezing. Keep squeezing. Keep squeezing, you motherfuckers. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and I know that I said that I was going to try to do this, but I, I, I'm apparently going to fail. Um, over in politics, I have <laughs> to mention Donald Trump this week. I, I was trying not to. Wow. But they just <laughs> opened up a grand jury to investigate the Trump organization. Woohoo! Like a couple hours before the show, the Washington Post came out with the fact that it's not only a criminal uh, investigation now, but they've they have convened a grand jury. So I just couldn't go without mentioning that. So that sure. means that too bad he's got absolute immunity. <laughs> <laughs> not for things that happened before he was president or after he was president. Uh, absolute yeah. immunity. <laughs> he, he claimed that again in court today or yesterday. I'm sure. Yeah. Because I forget, uh, one of the Congress people sued him because of January 6th. Yeah. What, yep, nope, that is exactly what I'm referencing. Yep. What happened on January 6th? I heard they had a regular tour there. The <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving on to some coronavirus stuff real quick. Laura Ingram, I have to mention her this week. She came out and said that vaccinating children against COVID is disgusting. Whoa. She's disgusting. Tell me more, Laura Ingram. Oh, oh shut your fucking cunt mouth. I'm oh. sorry. You care? Sea <laughs> bomb. Goodness. <laughs> fucking. Oh my god. I'm sorry. If you listen to this video, you might uh, completely agree with Jared. So. No, I probably will. Yeah. <laughs> I. She is a horrible person. Um. So she says that forcing kids to wear masks is abusive. And yeah, getting, forcing them to get the vaccine, it, it's disgusting and kids rarely get sick from, from the virus and they don't efficiently spread it. So yeah, uh, it's she's just head of the list this week for misinformation about the coronavirus. Yeah, that's true. I mean, next week yeah. it'll be back to Tucker and whatever, but just like, man, yeah. right. You know you're you know you're wrong. You know you're wrong. <laughs> and what's the point in saying what you're saying is the other part of it that baffles it me. It pays really well, guys. Come on. <laughs> Just keep... She has a much nicer house than all <laughs> four of us combined. Well, that's likely true. I have no idea where she lives, but I'm I'm assuming. Does, that. Yeah, but it, it doesn't matter. It is absolutely right. true. <laughs> yeah. Like hasn't her own fit like her brother comes out and be like, she's a fucking monster? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I've no doubt. I have no doubt when she goes to a T-ball game and her kids' team loses, she goes and keys the cars of the other team. <laughs> like, she's a monster through and through. But she's super rich. She'll stay anything to stay super rich. Yeah. Huh. So her, her gay brother says she's a monster, specifically. <laughs> Just, just for point of reference, I'm not her brother. It was just a coincidence. <laughs> it's just a coincidence. That's amusing, though. Uh, so one of the other uh, things anti-vaxxers are doing this week, a, they're claiming that a lipid in the Moderna vaccine has a uh, 
well, there's one chemical company that says that what is being used in the Moderna vaccine is harmful if swallowed. And they're using this as a way to say that you shouldn't get the vaccine because it's poisonous or whatever. A lipid in the vaccine is harmful if swallowed. First off, you don't you're not swallowing the vaccine. <laughs> don't, don't drink the vaccine. If you're doing that, you're doing something wrong. Secondly, uh, this lipid is not labeled harmful or swallowed by a different chemical company. It is labeled harmful or swallowed when it is combined with chloroform. Oh. And, and yes, when Fine. combined with chloroform, it is harmful or swallowed. I'm doing that all the time. <laughs> to myself. <laughs> right. It's like, uh, it's like, you know, peanuts are used in some bird seeds. And birdseed specifically says on it, it harm, could be harmful if swallowed. So obviously you should never eat peanuts. <laughs> that just seems logical. Yeah. This is the worst. This is the absolute worst for anti-vaxxers that I have seen, though. And it's, it's in Canada. Anti-vaxxers in Canada are trying to sabotage their vaccination system. They're doing this by calling up, making appointments, and with no intention of ever going, hoping that the vaccine will go bad. Because they pulled it out and got it ready to use, and then they didn't show up. So, fuck you, Canadians. <laughs> what an awful you know what thing we need to, to do. do. We need to just shut the internet down for like a month worldwide. Yeah. One month, get everybody vaccinated, and then turn it back on. Oh, you wouldn't survive. Ugh. A month? You know what? I might get a lot done in that month. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Now, at this point, I feel like we could enact Jared's plan. I can't have, uh, you know, a nationwide quarantine and an internet shutdown. Yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah, not at the I'll same time. one or the other. Good point. Could but you, yeah, could you imagine? Jared, I, I will go, ahead. go with the Bill Burr solution. If we could just get rid of Fox News, mm -hmm. CNN, and the comment section on everything on the internet, people could just chill out a little bit more. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, could you imagine if we had to go through this with no internet? <laughs> it would have been a long year. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, it would have. Back when you had to go actually buy a physical copy of a video game. Oh, man. <laughs> no bueno. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't, they didn't even have TV back then, Josh. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that just sounds horrible. <laughs> uh, religious nonsense. I just wanted to throw this out here because uh, I, I, I am a fan of Hitchens opinions about mother Teresa, and there is an opinion article by michelle goldberg on the new york times entitled was mother Teresa a cult leader and very simply one of the one of the quotes from the article is viewed through a contemporary secular lens a community built around a charismatic founder and dedicated to the lionization of suffering and the annihilation of female selfhood doesn't <laughs> seem blessed and ethereal it seems sinister which I totally agree with. And uh, yeah, it, it, the article totally displays Mother Teresa as a cult leader who just happened to be using Catholicism as her religious base. <laughs> as an opportunity to torture poor people? Yeah. yeah. Precisely. I mean, the fact that she went for medical treatment but did not allow the people in her care to have medical treatment or pain relief says everything about her you need to know. Right. Yeah, what was her saying? Suffering, Pain. something about suffering, and yeah, I don't remember what exactly what it was. Brings you closer to God. So, I don't yeah, know. I, don't, I mean, I don't know if it was that plain, but yeah, right, I think it was. Love to be real has to hurt. Hmm, that's a good one. Yeah, she was a disgusting person. If you actually go back and look at her life, your impression of Mother Teresa might change. Mm. 
Or just watch Penn and Teller's bullshit. Yeah, it's pretty good as well. That's, that's, that's where I learned she was a scumbag. Yeah, Hitchens, the missionary position. That gives you all you need to know. However, Penn and Teller, very good start, and it's video. So you <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll get, they sum it up in eight minutes. So right. if you don't want to read that whole book. Because <laughs> I think they do a threefer with Gandhi, uh, her, and somebody else. <laughs> final thing that I have, I think it's final, is all about the UFO stuff. Mm. Yeah, baby. <laughs> there's a 60 Minutes piece on UFOs. And uh, there's an article on, where was this, Religion News, that uh, talks about the, the fact that it provides something close to the strongest evidence that we are not alone in the universe. I don't, I don't agree with that. That, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> well, I, I don't think, I think, I think we are probably not alone in the universe, but I don't think this is evidence that we're not alone in the universe. Right. Exactly. This is evidence that there are things in the sky that we don't know what they are. Hmm. Why you got to ruin my fun? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it, it could be aliens. It also could be, you know, um, remotely controlled robotic things because... Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's exciting, but more likely. I would be super excited if it was a alien, you know... Craft? Yeah. Alien craft, alien... Uh, oh, I can't... Surveillance. That's what I was going for. I mean, even we're doing that. We don't send, you know, people out. We send machines out first a whole bunch of times, and then we send out people. However, one one group of people who are completely done with the UFOs, QAnon. Doesn't bring them closer to God, so, you know. This, this specifically uh, surprised me a little bit. But yeah, Q, a bunch of people in QAnon completely convinced that UFOs, that whole story, it's just a diversion to, to move us away from voter fraud. Yeah. <laughs> so the UFOs okay. are crazy. Yeah, but they went down to Arizona. Didn't Ninja count or Ninja? <laughs> Cyber ninjas. That thing called Cyber, Cyber ninja. ninja. Cyber ninjas. <laughs> One of the worst. Hiring things nobody happen. with any experience, and and the guy running around with the cell phone blocker. Great shit. Yeah. Isn't that isn't a similar situation starting up in Georgia today or very soon? Probably. I, I can't keep up with this bullshit. I hadn't heard anything in Georgia, but it, it certainly wouldn't oh, surprise yeah. they're, me. They're having a, a private recount coming up in Florida. The first, the audit and the three actual <laughs> recounts weren't good enough. They need a fourth run by conspiracy theorists. Mm -hmm. That seems like a fabulous idea. These guys are called the Cyber Vikings. Though. <laughs> <laughs> if that were true, that would be amazing. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the point of all these things is. I mean, everybody knows Joe Biden destroyed the country two weeks ago with that gas thing. Don't you? We, how we descended into chaos because of the gas? It's all oh, I over. Do remember that. It's on his watch, man. It happened. I haven't on been able to buy gas oh. in months. Oh my god, these fucking people, man. Well, lumber—that th th is true. Lumber is out of fucking control, but that's Trump's fault, not Biden. Hmm. Lumber has been going up since 2016 hmm. because of some bullshit he pulled with Canada. My friend, who's a contractor, just sh showed me a picture the other day of what $11,000 worth of wood gets you. And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. It was like a small starter fire. Because ah. <laughs> uh, I've been toying with the idea of getting a uh, a, a deck belt. And he's like, man, now's not the time. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. I feel like, in fairness, you have been toying with that idea for 
many years now. Yes, but I should have pulled the trigger before Trump was in. If I'd know, if, I mean, who could have? Out of all the things to happen, I never would have just said, "Oh, the lumber prices are going to soar when Trump's <laughs> right. in office. Trump's going to ruin my dreams of having a yeah. deck." <laughs> just go with a, one right. of the what is it? Trex deck, the not real wood Trek deck. Oh, that's a thing. I don't hate that plan. Uh, no, I'm not doing that. No, I'll wait. Okay. Because I know Joe Biden's sitting in the Oval Office with two big switches in front of him, lumber and gas. <laughs> and I'm just waiting for him to flip them because, you know, it's all up to him. <laughs> and he makes that noise. But Joe's always making those. He's always doing finger guns. Making right. Those. Yeah. You can't yeah, make that noise true. without the finger guns. <laughs> Yo, speaking of – I don't know if you're done, but did you see Joe in the ele- in the Ford electric car? No, yes. I did. Oh, man. <laughs> He made fast. Trump look like a little baby. Remember when <laughs> Trump would get in those trunks and be like, yeah. Biden just like put the aviators on. It's like, this sucker move. Hey! <laughs> I know. I wish he yelled suck at nerds as he fucking went off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, was, that was a beautiful moment. Oh, it's nice to have a president you're not embarrassed of, even though he's not doing the greatest stuff ever. <laughs> I did That's see a- him. Uh, what he got out of Marine One. A couple days ago, man, he he looked old. He was like all bent over, and he's got that old man moves. Now, granted, I have those moves too sometimes, but uh, I'm like, oh, don't do that, not in front of the cameras. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I had, and it was still on the UFOs, so I'll just probably backtrack a little bit. It was a quote from Seth Shustak, who is senior astronomer at the SETI Institute. He's one of the people looking for alien life or the uh, proof of alien life. He had a quote, to date, none of the evidence in regards to UFOs has looked particularly compelling unless you're easily compelled. (laughs) So, yeah, that that, that pretty much sums up. Mm. (laughs) And now we have Biden finger guns in the the Discord. (laughs) All right. Uh, that's it. That's all I got. You guys have anything else? I do not. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Nothing but Biden finger guns. So, uh, yeah, I think I think the Q&A went fairly well, so I'm going to, you know, save that off. We'll, we'll have a reference to it. Um, but that is all we're going to have for this week. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening, especially our patrons, for supporting the podcast and for joining us tonight. We really do appreciate it. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast... You can support it by joining us on uh, patreon.com uh, slash profane argument or uh, share the podcast on social media. Leave a review for us. If you want to contact us, you can on our Facebook page or tweet to us at profane arg. Also, please check out other shows on the soon to be named network. Soon to be named network.com will find you all of the podcasts currently available, even the uh, archived ones. And uh, yeah, that's it. I want to thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night, and may your God be with you.